If your company has bad debt, consider assigning your accounts to Murticon. M-E-R-T-I-C-O-N dot com. Murticon, global leader in collections. If you're new to the channel, welcome. Please hit that subscribe button and that notification bell and be notified to all our future videos. Well, if you're wondering how I get my hair to look so fabulous, well. I'm a Dapper Dan man. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Chuck Graham Show. <clears throat> we are going to be getting into Kim Gardner, the prosecuting, the prosecutor in the St. Louis case against the two attorneys that were, you remember, they were these guys. These folks were defending their property, and apparently... Kim Gardner wants to prosecute them for multiple charges, firearms violations. And the judge in the case, and I believe his name was uh, Judge Thomas Clark II, on Thursday dismissed circuit attorney Kim Gardner and her entire staff. Media didn't cover this. They covered the fact that these people were being prosecuted, but they gave, what, a, like a microsecond to the uh, dismissal of this rogue-ass district attorney or city attorney or, or whatever, county attorney, which whatever her role is. They're different in every state. They have a different role in every state. But anyway, that, that's what the, the judge did, rightfully so. It gave the appearance of impropriety, and that's why he did it. And so... Hey, they were defending themselves from Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You know, the group that broke down the private gate in a private community stormed through the neighborhoods, and it's not like we haven't watched them burn cities down. So, yeah, it's not like they don't have a track record of, uh, I don't know, burning Wendy's to the ground. But, hey. What can I say? They're a Marxist organization hell-bent on not only destroying this country and its constitution, but the nuclear family and the black community. And if you don't believe me, go look it up. It's not hard to find. They're communist. And they've infiltrated. Just like they tried to do in the 30s, the 60s, and now in the 2000s. However... Let's get on to something else that's that's really gets under my just grinds my gears, so to speak, and that's this notion that that um, big tech, big tech, uh, wants to claim their protection under two thirty, which I think that they sh they should be able to claim immunity under under two thirty, but I think that all these lawsuits coming out, big tech has gave these folks enough rope to hang themselves. And I had some people on Twitter telling me, well, you know, it's, you know, Marsh versus Alabama back in 1946 when the United States Supreme Court ruled that if you have private property, but it's used for public, is for, for public use, then they have constitutional rights protected under our Constitution. And that's essentially what their ruling was. But not according to some of these idiots on Twitter. They say, oh, well, no, no, it wasn't that. It was a uh, um, one, one person was talking about, no, it's, it's, it's because of, of um, consumption and, and it has to be for, you know, whatever. Let me see if I can find it. I'll see if I can read you some of the nonsense. But it, it, it basically, 
their interpretation of it is, is, is quite skewed. Oh, here it is. Marsh versus Alabama applies to public functions that are both traditional and exclusive to government. The South Carolina has already stated forms are not an exclusive function and do not fall under Marsh versus Alabama. Well, I don't really give a shit what the state of the state of South Carolina says or their Supreme Court. We're talking about federal law and <clears throat> the United States court, <clears throat> the United States Supreme Court case law in Marsh versus Alabama, where Justice Hugo Black basically states this: the more an owner for his advantage, opens up his property for use by the public. In general, the more do his rights become circumscribed by the statutory and constitutional rights of those who use it. So the notion, what I just read you in this guy on Twitter and his interpretation is totally skewed. Just saying. That's Justice Hugo Black. In other words, the more you open up your property, i.e. Twitter, i.e. Facebook, i.e. Gab, Parler, all of those, and you have a platform for public consumption or public use, not consumption, use, then the more you open yourself up to the constitutional rights, you have built under your platform a public square, so to speak, where people can freely exercise their rights to free speech. And by the way, hate speech is free speech. And so don't get it. And, and that's uh, Mattal versus Tam, if you want to go look it up. And that was a unanimous decision by the Supreme Court. So my point being is, is this. <clears throat> if you think that you can escape constitutional ramifications by just saying, I am a private company and, and, and I can do what I want. Yeah, bullshit. It just hadn't got to SCOTUS. Now, their argument's going to be, well, the lower courts, the lower courts um, have have uh, have ruled against Marsh versus Alabama, and, and they stand because SCOTUS refused to hear it. Eh, yeah, they declined to hear it. That doesn't mean the other cases coming up won't be heard. Maybe SCOTUS looked at it and said, this is not quite on point, and we're just going to let it stand for now. There's reasons why the Supreme Court does some of the silly stuff they do sometimes, like declining to hear something. It may not be quite on point. And they, when they do make a decision, they want it to be on point. And there's a lot of things that it's never brought to the Supreme Court from the lower courts that they would like to hear. It just never gets to them. So all this nonsense on Twitter and all this armchair lawyering and, and, and back and forth and, and having their argument. Look, I've seen attorneys and 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 I'm guessing these guys on Twitter are not attorneys, but I've seen attorneys actually manipulate statute that was so clear that a blind man could see it. Um, had one just the other month talk about attorneys' fees being added if, if they appealed. I said, "Well, if you appealed, you know, you're going to pay our attorneys' fees." Well, that's that's questionable. No, it's not questionable. It's statutory. It says it right there, and you know it does. But hey, but anyway, we settled. The point being is, is they got to argue for their, their side, their client, their side, and any good attorney is going to be able to argue it either way. Um, but let, let's just, let's just face it. Big tech, they're coming for you and they're going to get you because you've overreached. You've, you've, they've gave you enough rope to hang yourself. 
And when the courts come in and they hammer down on you under good faith, provisions under 230. And folks, keep in mind, Section 230 was it was enacted in 1996. All we had was, uh, I don't know, discussion boards and forums. We didn't have Twitter, Facebook, Gab, Parler, and all these other platforms. All we had was discussion forums, kind of like Reddit. Just not as well formatted. I mean, everybody knows those forums, right? I mean, we, you know, 1996, damn. You know, that's back when you still had five-inch disc in your computers. That'll give you, and I know you young people don't know what the five-inch, hell, you don't even know what three-and-a-half-inch floppies were. A chicka, 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 chicka. Yeah, you know. Anyway, when you're trying to install a program, that's what it sounded like. But my point being is, is this. Section 230, does it need to be repealed? No, I think they should have some immunity because, well, you can't control what goes on your platform. But you can't have it both ways, folks. Either you're a public forum and you're giving everybody the equal opportunity to say whatever the hell it is they want to say, or you are a uh, uh, publisher. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Publisher. Either you're a public forum or you're a publisher. If you're a publisher, you got to edit everything. But they're not wanting to edit everything. Liberals get to do whatever the hell they want to do and say whatever the hell they want to say and call for the death of Donald Trump. Nobody takes nothing down. And then the other side of this coin is conservatives can't say, uh, the, well, the, 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 they can't say anything without being fact-checked, which is really not a fact-check. It's a dissenting opinion. And some of the fact-checking that I've read is just hilarious. Well, uh, it's partially true. Well, they, they just—they they didn't say that the cat crossed the road. They said that the cat leaped across the road, and that's partially true. He got across the road, but the manner in which they said he got across the road doesn't match. I'm serious. It's literally that—that that full of fucking nonsense, right there. It's that. It's that. It's that critiquing. And it's a dissenting opinion. You know? The cat got across the road. Whatever. Anyway, that's that's all I have for today, guys. And uh, I just want to say, if you like this uh, channel, you like this show, well, then uh, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and I'll see you on the next video. And uh, leave your comments down below. I don't delete them. You say whatever the hell you want on my channel. I'm not going to delete them, um, even if I don't like the comments. And if I do like the comment, I'll pin it to the top. Leave them down. Leave them down, leave them down below. And I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.